If yeah. man was meant to fly, we'd have wings. <laughs> well, we, we went there. And that's, and that's the opener. <laughs> there it is. On that note... Thank you for joining us once again for the uh, Guardians MH podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nate, and with me tonight is Alan, Hi. Matt, hey, hey, and our uh, fearless leader, Joe. Hello. If you are joining us for the first time, Guardians MH is a 501c3 nonprofit focused on promoting mental health awareness throughout the gaming community and with being a first step assisting individuals with gathering meaningful resources in a safe and inclusive atmosphere. Our podcast is another way to normalize talking about mental health and is a fusion of mental health topics and gaming. The information presented in this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. Well, many of the people here have some sort of uh, mental health training. They are not your mental health professional. This podcast is not a replacement for mental health or physical care or for the diagnosis of any mental health illness or condition. Please welcome our guest tonight, IRL Guardian. Hi. Hey, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. I'm super excited about this. We are too, man. We are such big fans of yours. And dude, I love every video that you put out. They're so entertaining. And I love the finishers that you're doing now, but... uh, uh, is it okay if uh, we call you James? Because it's a yeah, little long, by- long in the tongue to go IRL Guardian every time. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, or you could call it, or it's like Earl for short. But no, James is fine. <laughs> cool. Very cool. No, yeah. Th- again, thank you so much for coming on with us. Uh, really looking forward to our conversation tonight, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Can't wait. Before we get started, uh, there is one thing that I want to announce to everybody. Doctor uh, Goku, Doctor Williams, is not with us tonight. Earlier this week. He, he and his wife welcomed their new baby boy into the world. So he is with his family taking care of that newborn baby. So congratulations from all of us. And uh, we miss you and we'll see you, see you soon. He, he has a hard time of staying away. So he's actually like trolling in the chat right now. Like I told you guys before, it's easier for him to slide the phone in the couch than shut down a computer. So he's not going to get yelled at for chilling out with us. But anyways, congratulations, man. And uh, going forward, uh, James, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, maybe anybody that might not know who you are, kind of give them a little bit of background. Sure. So uh, my name is James, but I go by IRL Guardian. And um, a little under two years ago, I decided to start recreating the animations that, you know, we all see and play in Destiny 2. Um but in real life. And uh, since then I've been posting videos of either supers and as of late finishers um, from destiny Two, the game we all love to play. And uh, that's me. Yeah. Right on, man. I, I, I think I can say that literally every single person here plays destiny Two, And all mm-hmm. of us, 
come from the Destiny community. So it's uh, one of the wonderful things that this community, you know, yet again, just brings so many creatives out. And a lot of the times it's, you see a lot of content creators and uh, creatives in the sense of like digital or art and this and that, but you're a physical creative where your videos are so unique versus everybody else's because you are a stuntman. And yes. you do, you reenact a lot of these moves and everything that are displayed in the video game that are like high acrobatic and just epic slams and everything uh, and moves from these guardians and different classes and uh, weapons and everything. But you do animations on top of it to really just bring it home. Like they are so cool to watch. Um, what got you into really doing that and then when did you start adapting like the like kind of like the photoshop like animations into it so to let's take a even further step back i guess because i uh, like you said i'm a stunt uh performer so having that background uh before i even was a stunt performer i went to film school um so i have that knowledge of like editing and shooting and whatnot so and since I've been born, I've been a fan of video games and of anything that Bungie makes. Um, and Nate will know this, that early starting on, I didn't have effects over it. And the very first thing was like arc strider, like popping arc strider, like that activation with the pull, the pull spin. Yeah. Um, was the first thing I ever did. I was like just training with some friends and I picked up a bow staff and I wasn't familiar with it. Uh, and I, um, I was just messing around with it, like doing like a hand spin. I was like, oh, this like reminds me of like an arc starter in Destiny 2. And then I just did it. I like, took my phone out, recorded it, and I just put it on the internet. And this was before my handle was, you know, appropriate for the things I was doing. And it was just a really great response to uh, me sharing that. And I was like, oh, okay. Like now I'm motivated to like take it a step further and do more from that that subclass and even just in destiny 2 in general so um being a film major and knowing some knowledge of like editing and whatnot i I actually wasn't too versed in like you know things like after effects or adding effects Mm -hmm. like i i could add like a muzzle flash or like a blood spurt for you know simple little stuff but doing the things i do i i kind of had to learn along the way. And, uh, I just knew I, I wanted to up it from yeah. the get. I just, I just wanted it to make an experience. Like you said, like, like you said before, it was like to have it be so entertaining to everyone is my goal. It's like, like that's all I want. It's like, just to send like little like movie clips out there for people to entertain, like, you know, pop a bag of popcorn, obviously not for eight seconds of video, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, and it, every video that comes out, I just try to up it and add effects that really like embellish it, it make us feel that same feeling like from when we do it in the game. Yeah. You- like one of those, like, I remember the first time you came across my feed and it was, you were just twirling a stick and I don't, I, I really don't know where it came from. I don't know what tagged me or where, where it came from, but I was like, holy crap. Like I, I've it's legit. Got- 
Yeah, like I've got some background <laughs> in, in, in martial arts myself. So like watching someone do this, I was like, wow. And it was <laughs> something I'm used to seeing in the game. And that, I mean, again, this was back when you were, you know, knew me, dude, right? Yep. Shh, don't say that too loud. Dude, if you want to <laughs> see me hurt myself real bad, just ask me to try and do a spin in the air. <laughs> it ain't gonna, you'll end up entertained, but it's going to hurt a lot. Yeah, I've I've done some bow staff and half staff training, and let me tell you, I've got some knots on my head from where I've messed up. <laughs> I will confess that um, I didn't use a real bow staff for all of the RX Strider. <gasps> it, it was we'll like it, no, it was like it was like a, it was like a cut PVC pipe, so it was like super light, but still like no, that's understandable. I, I mean, I had what like forearm cramps for days. Because I was training oh, it so hard. Um, <laughs> so, did you have any uh, any because you were in theater and everything? Did you have any formal t- uh, stage combat training, or was this just all? Uh, no. Um, yeah. So most of my work is for TV and film because um, I live in New York, so there's a lot of productions that go on. Um, and my background is I never took stage combat, but I did um, Japanese jujitsu for probably like 12, 13 years. And um, sadly had to move away. I had to move toward the city and away from my dojo. Cause I was like at the point where I was like teaching and running class and like, you know, kind of running it. Um, and, uh, and then once I really started to dive feet first into my career, I um, kind of brought in my training because Japanese jujitsu is like, it's much different than Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Much different than Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's basically, the easiest way to say it, it's basically what samurai would do if they were off their horse and without a sword and they met someone on the field. They would have to end them with their hands in the most scientific and efficient way possible. Um, I like how you worded that. <laughs> that was good. That was yeah. very safe for work right there. <laughs> um yeah, so in Aikido, which a lot of people are are familiar with, and Judo um, actually um, kind of came off of traditional Jiu-Jitsu because Judo, because traditional Jiu-Jitsu is pretty violent. It's not you. You have to definitely take steps out to make it safe for two people to train it, um, and. So at a time it was, it was just so violent. They kind of banned it anywhere outside of Japan. And I'm sure someone can correct me if I'm wrong with most of this, but uh, so Aikido was like kind of born from uh, jujitsu because it was very flowy and soft and and non striking. And judo was also spawned from that because it could be passed as a sport and now as an Olympic sport. Um, And and then later, when martial arts really took a, a, a spike in like the 70s and 80s, it kind of came back around to like people kind of modernized it. Um, and yeah, so sorry. Yeah, I brought in my uh, kind of my training, uh, went into like weapons and like Kung Fu and Muay Thai and like TKD and just anything and everything. How many uh, times have you gotten hurt? <laughs> <laughs> I know, stupid question. I need but... wood. I need wood. Uh, not a lot. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. hey, there you go. He Not stretches. a lot. Yeah, I stretch. I mean, sprains yeah, here we- and there and bumps and bruises are bound to happen, but serious injuries like 
like break a leg or anything. Yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah, no. See, I was more focused with the uh, previous question with him filming in New York. I'm like, wait, they do other stuff besides law and order in New York. Oh yeah. (laughs) Very much. I I can rattle off a list for you for sure. I'm kidding. I'm just picking. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Matt. No, No, no what's your, um, like if you were talking to someone who wanted to get into this line of work, how, what is, what are your, what are your tips or what's your uh, strategy for staying as safe as you have? Um, I would definitely recommend, I would, especially for stunt work, I would recommend a background in, uh, and this isn't trying to be biased at all, but hmm. in Japanese jujitsu and okay. or judo, because a lot of it is falling and hitting the ground on mm, like okay. uh, on probably mats that are going to be way thinner than what you're going to do on the job and or probably none at all. Like you might have to hit the pavement, um, but it just gets you it falling and hitting the ground gets rid of so much fear that we have. Like a lot of us, you know, do everything we can not to hit the ground. Like, you know, when you like stumble on trip, like your body just like spreads out and like tries to grab on anything, you know? Um, so I definitely say like uh, a background in some sort of martial art. And, um, it's a, it's a funny profession to try to get into. Cause you also have to get into the screen actors guild, um, okay. which is a, there's not one way you could really get into it. And it's, it's quite hard to explain, but you do somehow get have to get into the union and then have a background in, I would say, martial arts or just, you know, hitting the ground and like taking hits, so to speak. Okay. Um, and then you'd probably be good off. You, you got someone that lives in LA. I understand that grind. So, I mean, it's kind of a chicken or a, chicken and egg here. Did you study martial arts first and that's what got you into stunt work or did your stunt work push you towards getting some martial arts training? kind of both so i had i had the training for a while and then um because i went to film school i was always bound and looking to work in the industry and so i did work as like a pa so i i have like humble beginnings where i was like the gopher and the grunt on the the ground like doing the hard pushing work in a on like a film set um and I was I was lucky enough to work on um, the Ninja Turtles reboot with Megan Fox. Not saying it's a fantastic movie, but it's hey man, I thought it was awesome. Being <laughs> yeah. a part of a but being a part of a, a big production like that is really exciting. And then seeing all those stunt guys um, who are so so talented do martial arts, it like just clicked for me. I was like, oh wait. I have X amount of years of experience and I'm also like in like already working in the industry. So Mm -hmm. like all it took me was to like talk to them and be like, Hey, how can I do this? Like I have this experience and I had some guidance there. Um, That's awesome. Ninja Turtles, your break. Uh, I didn't work on Ninja Turtles. It it was the one that like started setting in motion. One of the first jobs was a a TV show called um, person of interest. Oh if yeah. If you are familiar with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that filmed in New York and that was like one of my first jobs as a, a stunt performer. They filmed that by NYU, nice. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. All over the city, really. 
the yeah. stages were based in Queens, but yeah. Very nice. So yeah. you, you, you kind of had a thing for, you know, you wanted to throw your body around and you had some <laughs> filmmaking background and you said, Hey, let I, me play these two into a career or. I had the gusto to be like, yeah, let's do this. Nice. Yeah. Yep. And now you're bringing forth uh, one of your favorite gaming franchises moves into it too, for a hobby on top of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, it's such a huge fashion, like gaming and even the work behind it, like, you know, everyone at Bungie that what they add to what we love, like just, I appreciate it so much. So anytime I post a video, it's like, it's really just like, Hey, here's like, you know, page 20 of my love letter to Destiny 2. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what day is the petition on now? It's still going. Oh, um, I think she, she actually stopped. We played, we played some Gambit together for the first time. That was really cool. It was, um, dude, that had me It was like 60 up. something. Yeah. That was fantastic. I oh, my there God. was a, a petition going on social media for him to be, uh, uh, interviewed by Bungie for the, tw- it wasn't the twa, but it was a, a spotlight uh, like, on you. Yeah. Like the community focus. It, oh, it, it was wild. Like she started at day one and I, about like day 10, I was like, you know, you kind of get weary. Like, cause we, I didn't really know her and um, I was weary. Cause I was like, okay, like maybe it'll like, it'll fall off, but made it to like day 60 or like 66. Could you not? And like the higher the number came, I was just so taken back every time she made that post and i just had to like no matter what like retweet it comment like gush over it because like she didn't have to do that at all see me senpai see me yeah <laughs> no, is me. I've, I've i've seen the post and it's like i, I you know i not even just be community focused i would love to see you actually do some of that mocap work because i mean you've got yeah. you've got talent and skill and mm-hmm. yeah that'd be awesome that, that's the mm. that's the end game for me. The day that IRL Guardian says <laughs> Bungie and mocap, I will I will be like, yes, my boy made it right. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is honestly the dream. Yeah. Um, uh, I would love the opportunity. Of course, um, sometimes I I don't. Obviously, I'm not going to self promote it out there like that because I I guess I'm a bit too humble for my own good. Um, but anytime anyone brings it up, I'm like, I'm like, F yeah, like, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in. <laughs> but what's funny about that, like, yeah, I'm sure, sure. Maybe one day it'll happen, but I'll probably sign an NDA. So no one will ever know. Expansion. We'll be talking about out. the previous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, uh, oh, we, you know what? It just reminded me with the mocap. It's like, well, man, he's got to get his dancing skills down. Because now we're going to be seeing some videos of him busting out some moves and everything to try and those reproduce emotes. some of those emotes. Yeah. 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 Good deal. Yeah. yeah. How, 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 how are you at dancing? You know, I, I, I find myself a, a decent martial artist, but a terrible dancer. Yeah, those tend to coincide. Yeah. <laughs> you would think I'd be good, but... Something about being fixed form that you just can't, uh, you know. Something about rhythm. Just <laughs> imagine how I feel. I did ten years of taekwondo. You don't get much more rigid than that. Hey, that's awesome, dude. No, I, I mean that, and that kind of leads into our our mental health topic for the day. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, a, a, a lot of us deal with stress and deal with anxiety and deal with what all the stuff. And there, there's a certain structure behind martial arts and whatnot. Like my, um, myself, I've uh, done a few years of uh, Japanese jujitsu. Not, yes, yes. yeah. And it was like, everyone's yes. going jujitsu. It's BJJ. It's like, no, there, there's no. a whole national side of that, that you, yeah. um, and then, uh, Muay Thai and, um, Tai Chi. Yes. And between those, those three, it really grounded me and really kind of gave me a sense of, you know, of, of, of purpose and get, ground, got me to move forward where I was in a little bit of chaos. Mm-hmm. So like, did that do, you know, a similar thing with you or is completely agree. And I, I guess by the time I had started my martial arts journey, I was, I was in my teens, so I I didn't I guess I didn't come from chaos. I was like already chaotic without knowing I was chaotic because I was a teenager. Mm. Um, but yes, a thousand percent, yes, it definitely grounds you. It creates such a different self awareness of your own body and the space you occupy. And I'm sure, uh, Alan, you can agree with Taekwondo. Um, especially because those are bigger moves and a more extension of your body. Like you just, you kind of walk through a room and a doorway differently after studying and practicing martial arts for years. As far as on the, on the mental health side of, of exercise, you know, exercise, whether it's in the form that, that you do, James, the very high intensity and um, impactful uh, style or just regular waking up at six o'clock in the morning and going for a jog exercise in and of itself has just has a positive effect on mental health. <clears throat> it assists when dealing with anxiety and depression. Um, obviously they're not cures, but it's just another really great tool that you can have in your own mental health toolbox. One of the big things that exercise does, especially on a regular and on a scheduled basis, it allows for our brain to actually change a little bit. It opens up neural pathways in our mind that generally can promote an aspect of feeling calm. Um, but also just starting a regiment of any types, like you said before, keeps you grounded. It keeps you on a schedule. It keeps you regulated in a sense. And then you know, last but not least, physically, once you exercise, you get, you get endorphins. Endorphins is the key to it all. Endorphins makes you feel good. Endorphin makes you think a little bit clearer. Endorphins give you that energy to do what you need to do. So actually, I wanted to ask, what is that like for you when you do those high intensity and those stunts? <laughs> what is, what, what are some of the feelings that that you get, if you don't mind sharing that. No, of course, especially when it comes to the videos that most of you um, and a lot of other people know me by for the IRL Guardian stuff. Um, it there's a sense of accomplishment that you know. Obviously, the level I'm doing it at is bigger, but even just you know making your bed or cleaning, you know the house or whatnot, just, or building a chair, like a sense of accomplishment with your own being, whatever that may be is really what drives me. Like 
just being able to perform and accomplish these moves. And uh, a recent video uh, I put out, I did Blade Carnival, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the hunter finisher uh, that you start out with. And um, I taught myself that move and I had a friend help me and it was not easy. It was definitely the hardest one I had to do. I hit the ground a bunch, but I just mm. knew the light at the end of the tumble was so much worth it. it was worth, you know, all the things I was going through. And, um, and yeah, it was just the fact that I accomplished it. I was like, yes. Okay. What's next? Let's go. Yeah. There's that, there's that resiliency to kind of just keep moving forward and to keep yeah. doing it. Um, yeah. And also you're, you're touching upon there too, just another thing, an aspect of having a higher self-esteem, right? I think once you get into that rhythm and like you said, once you accomplish something, you feel like you're on top of the world. Yeah. You know, somebody like myself, I, I, I could never do that right now. Yeah. But no, if, you know, if I honestly... I'm not saying yeah to agree, but I'm just... No, 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 no. You can say yes to agree. Yeah. Trust me. You, won't, you only see me from, from the, uh, you know, neck up. Um, but if I practiced and if I actually did probably make an honest attempt, I could maybe get there or someplace similar. Someplace of that course. I want to, someplace that I want to be. Yeah. Your your area where you want to be, being able to finish that move and to finish that stunt, that's where you want to be, and that's the, that's where the resilience comes in. And accomplishing that, yeah, just gives you a greater sense of self esteem. And I'd also I, I'd also like to add to that because I I did that quarantine guardians video. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like over fifty community members come together, yeah. and that was so exciting to me because it was people that I'm sure, you know, spend more time not working out like I do and, you know, playing the game like, or or doing, you know, other non high level physical activity, but they did go out, get a camera and record some of these moves. And like that brought me so much joy because the effort, that people made out of their comfort zone, I'm sure brought them a lot of mm. accomplishment. And like you said, like improvement in mood and endorphins and especially seeing the final product, like, you know, I'm sure people filming it were like, Oh, I don't know about this. Like I look, you know, stupid or whatnot. And they, you know, they would still send it to me. I was like, this looks great. Like, don't worry. It's going to look awesome. And I was so pleased that everyone, you know, really felt that and felt, you know, pride in what they added and contributed and, you know, could share it with other people like, Hey, I'm in this, you know, I did that. That's me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Once you get, once the heart gets racing, that's when, that's when all of this kind of comes into play. Yeah. Right. That's when the endorphins gets built up. That's when, you know, we start to actually feel almost that elated feeling in a sense you know exactly yeah good stuff good stuff that's awesome though just uh, i want to take a moment that's awesome you got a group of you got a bunch of community members out and about doing something different doing something new and probably having a hell of a good time that's that's really that kudos to you man that would do that and that's the thing i always remember people were saying oh movie of the week movie of the week it's like i i yeah it was a it was a 
a unique submission for movie of the week. And I don't even think it made it to the creation space to be honest. But, but, um, but like you said, that was the thing that like made it all worth it. Yeah. It was like these people coming out, like just out of their comfort zone, like I said, and trying something. Well, there, there were actually a handful of people in that video that that was the first time their community had ever seen their face. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's really outside the comfort zone. Yeah. 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 For sure. Speaking Not of to... outside the comfort zone, when you started doing your stunt work, was there like a big mental block that you had to overcome? Because I know when I was a kid, I used to look at the stunts and go, man, that looks like it'd be so much fun. And then I go to try to do something as simple as like a backflip. And I go and I, nope, nope. I'm going to crack my head open. I'm going to break my neck. I, nope, I can't do it. And it just, it kills me immediately every single time. So I think it's just the way we're wired as humans where like you can be at the base of the Empire State Building, look at the top, be like, it's not that high. And then be at the top of it looking down, be like, holy it's that high. Like it's mm-hmm. like I'm in the clouds. It, it's like perspective you have on something when you're watching it and first doing it. So, you know, in the sense of a backflip, like I think there's a point, uh, um, us as humans, like if we break it down in a way that makes it less than what we think or perceive it really is. And, that's a kind of a similar mental journey I had for blade carnival, uh, learning that move. I was like, man, I know what that move is. It's, it's from tricking, like, you know, tricking martial arts. I was like, I've always wanted to learn that move and I never was able to do it. But like when you break it down and my friend, um, was very talented to help, helped me break it down. He's like, listen, it's just, you know, it's just like this move, but like sideways, I think changing perspective on things, helps overcome fear bringing it back to like a backflip like if you think about it differently you might not be as fearful of trying it and then obviously being safe like don't go out in the middle of the street like chuck it you know yeah i was (laughs) i was about to say it also helps when you have a good foam pit that you can backflip into yes yes (laughs) yeah i used to try it on like my front lawn and on (laughs) the pavement outside my school and I'd be like, yeah, nope, nope. I'm, I'm going to try. Check this out, die. guys. Look what I can do. Nope. Watch nope, this. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I triple dog dare you. <laughs> I've seen a lot of bad things happen with those words being spoken first. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold my beer. Man. I'm currently it's- looking bad jumping off the peaks of my roof because, you know, <laughs> triple dog this- yeah. Pull on Mary Poppins that right off the side. <laughs> Do this. Mary Poppins, get the, y'all. Get the golfing you know, umbrella. That one's the biggest. <laughs> That'll do it. But uh, Alan brings up actually a, 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 a nice point. What do you do personally? Like when you have that block, when you're frustrated and you can't, I'm sure it's happened. I don't want to assume, but I'm sure it's happened where you're having a difficult time learning a stunt or something's just not clicking. How do you kind of handle that? How do you handle that frustration? So in martial arts has helped me with this. It's 
for me, just breaking it down and then just trying to see it from a different perspective. Okay. Um, and we, we can all, we can all get like blind and dumb when it's, you know, we're huffing and puffing. Um, and it's also some days like this doesn't pertain to, I guess, like being on set for my work, but some days like, you know, as far as like training and practicing some days, it doesn't happen. Some days it's, you know, the, the, the climb to accomplishing something isn't like a perfect slope, you know, like you're, you're going to reach a high and then the next day or whenever you return to it won't be as, you know, as good as the day before, but every, Mm -hmm. still every step counts. And for me personally, I just, I think I just take a step back. I accept, I accept the work I put in and I just know that I'm still making steps of progress like towards something so even if you know maybe i quit mm. i know i'm going to return to it so did that answer your question no absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely okay. it's that aspect of not giving up almost you know yeah. and om- in a sense too it's being able to accept like okay it's not happening today but that doesn't mean i stop here exactly. and yeah. don't move forward with it i still learn yeah. something even if it was you know and I'm going to sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I don't, even if it's just footing or even it's just where you have to land, even if you're able to learn that I could imagine like, okay, I can still take that and move on to the next day. Yeah. Good. Exactly. Absolutely. That, that answers, that answers the question fully. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I mean the, the, the video you posted today and I, I I commented on, I, I, I put a gift comment on it, but someone says, how do you, train for that kind of explosiveness for that jump yeah right yeah <laughs> very yeah <laughs> yeah i remember that game. yeah um just do a lot of jumps right and it's just and- it until <laughs> just just and higher yeah do a lot yeah. of jumps just, just jump. do a lot of jumps yeah Put on crisscross, I, just get going, you know, yeah. get into it. And, and it's so uh, I, I just hit a not to, No, 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 not to, not to deflate the joke, but like there's proper vert training as far as like jumps for like NBA players and like basketball, whether it's for that you need like to up your vert, but there's like proper training that you can seek out for that. I haven't tried it personally, of, but I've heard like cool stories about it. Some stairs the, are pretty uh, good for that. What was what? that? Second? Stairs. I was just thinking that. Jump up Back one the stair day. and then two and then three and then. Yeah. Usually, well, usually had, you use uh, like the boxes, but if you don't have those, you can you can do it on stairs. For sure. Because uh, when I used to play lacrosse in college, uh, just to for strength exercises and everything, and one of them was a jumping one. We did use stairs, and we would jump. And then jump up to one stair, back down, jump up to two stairs, back down, try and jump up to three stairs, back down. And you would try and get higher and higher each time, but then you would start working your way kind of like almost like dominoing up and down the stairs. Holy crow, man, would your legs freaking burn after doing any of that? Oh, yeah. My friend does, he just calls it stairs. It's this park in Flushing, New York, and it's it's like three levels of stairs. He'll do frog jumps up. He'll do skips up. He'll do left leg hops up. He'll do right leg hops up. He'll do like uh, lateral lunges up. That's 
I'm having it's a heart tough. attack right now thinking about it's it. Tough. <laughs> yeah. I'm having nightmares remembering. Yeah, right. Oh, you d- you've done these stairs? Yeah. Okay, they're infamous now. <laughs> I mean, right, so if I ever come to visit you and you're like, "Hey, we're going down to Flushing," I'm gonna go. Yeah. No, we are it's, not. It's about it's about the same size as like that famous um, Joker staircase. Oh, okay. It's like one of those. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to walk up to the top of it. Like, yeah. no. Like, I saw, I know, I can visualize the stairs you're talking about. And it's like three stories, and it's like straight. Like, we have a hiking trail up here, up and outside of Ithaca. It's called Buttermilk Falls. Okay. It's all in yeah, the gorges and everything. Gorgeous, gorgeous, Sounds gorgeous. delicious. It, right? It does, <laughs> doesn't it? Right by Tunkhannock. Tunkhannock's a really nice one just because of, like, uh, you can see the Arcadian Sea, like, floor bed and everything still. Uh, but Buttermilk Falls, three-quarters of a mile of just stairs going up the side of this gorge. Oh, my God. I get anxiety thinking about these stairs. So anything that's, like, a massive amount of stairs, nope, I'm out. So. <laughs> Another another story about stairs. I uh, I went to Japan with my sister. Um, I mean, oh, like that's a year, awesome! That's a great year trip. or so ago, and we this island off of um, Hiroshima. Uh, you take a boat over, and then there's there's a bunch of hikes on the island, um, and it's where that famous Tory Gate like sits in the water, um, and we took this cable car up to the top of the the mountain or I don't even know if you could call it a mountain. So then we hiked down to, you know, the shore level and there's just endless amount of stairs that are winding. But as we're going down, it's like, it's one thing to go downstairs, but we were passing so many people going up them and it's probably like 1500 elevation. Man. Why? No. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just no. (laughs) Yeah. Just, (laughs) I'll stay in yeah. the cable car. Thank you. <laughs> That's like awesome. the people that hike, hike the Adirondack trail, like the whole trail. Oh yeah. Like, it long. goes from like yeah, Virginia and it goes all uh, the way up and it dumps out in New Hampshire where I live. Oh, and, it goes way farther. The Appalachian trail. Yeah. You're talking about that thing. Like it starts like almost Georgia. He goes okay. through the Blue Ridge. Oh my god! And then it goes all the way up to Maine. Yeah, my uh, my cousin did it, and uh, it took him a few months to get all the way up it. And he was people change doing that. Yeah, up where I, I think, live, you'll see him coming out, and they'll be thumbing for people, thumbing for rides back to the <laughs> airport so they can go home. So what you're saying is people on that trail are reverse to animal crossings. You son of a. <laughs> <laughs> There are two right. things there. One, you made Joe curse, which is even better. <laughs> um, and and two, just to explain this, James. Um, you guys have like sick, secret words before the show, right? This is this is um, Animal Crossing has been a, a theme of this podcast um, for a while now, and it's now become Nate's mission in life to sneak it in anywhere that he possibly could. And this is better. This was better than last time. I have to give you so much credit, sir. That was, yeah, yeah. that was Kudos. smooth and just. 
This has been a running Beautiful. thing for every single recording since February, since PAX oh, East. And <laughs> it's job, every two Good weeks. Job. And you know what? It's starting to bleed over into Pixels After Dark. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever I go, it's Animals Discord Crossing. Dad. Even J- <laughs> Jails and Chad, like you had yeah. to. <laughs> it, was so it's it was so perfect. Oh god! <laughs> Sorry, I had it. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm, le- I'm legit teared up here. <laughs> that was a good one. All right. Well, you know what? That snapped me out of my story. I'll edit my story down a little bit. Um, no, uh, that was a great topic. But how do you handle doing a lot of your work like mentally? Like when you're, when you're doing things like, I know you brought up uh, a lot of the training and stuff that you do, but there has to be some, uh, well, there doesn't have to be, but uh, what other things do you do to mentally prepare yourself for when you're about to do something that's a little more risky? I kind of do like the ground version where let's say I have to leave the ground. I have to spin flip. I'll do a ground version. I'll do a safe version. So I kind of like, you know, take myself out of wrapping paper, so to speak. Uh, and that, sorry, that's the physical part, but mm. that mentally. So you have like a ritual have, that you do to kind of prepare yourself. Yeah. I was going to say like that mentally grounds me. Haha. <laughs> Bad joke. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's just taking those baby steps that just help you kind of, you know, get your head around like, okay, this is what I'm about to do. And then it's like, okay, now faster. Okay. Now higher. Okay. Now, you know, harder. Um, yeah. What's interesting there. I think that there's a real big aspect of mindfulness there. You know, you have to know yourself inside and out to know what you're capable of, you know, and to know what you can do, especially at the moment that you're in there. So be staying in that moment and recognizing, you know, okay, I I know how to do this flip. I know how to do this turn. I, I know I can do that. And just kind of repeating that over and over again and understanding yep. who you physically are in a sense. Yeah. And um, I think, yeah, no, no, please. Uh, sorry. Uh, and I, I think also that, that like ground version I was talking about is also experimenting. And just like you said, like it's, it's like testing your limit a bit. Hmm. Uh, in a in a safe way, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. can uh, can my body move in that way? Can I arch my back that much? Like, can I physically right now do this, or do I need to work up to it? Uh, mm. Sorry, you were continuing. No, I, I I really do think that that's a you know when we talk about mindfulness, it's really staying in the moment and attempting to understand really what's going on around us, right, and not. When we, in, a, in a mental health sets, uh, sense, we just how do I how can I react to what's going on now in the most positive way possible? Exactly. On the, on the physical side of that, yeah, it's really looking at you, looking at what you can and what you can and can't do, but what can I try safely? It's same same aspects, just one's physical, one's mental. Exactly. Now I got a question. Do you notice, um, like, if you go a few days without being as physical as you normally do or any, any extended length of time. Do you notice that mentally you're more apt to get 
like aggravated or irritated easier? Yes and no. I, f- I find myself like needing to move in some capacity. Um, if I go days or whatever it is, um, I mean, I'm currently not in New York, so I find myself like a bit more antsy. Um, but I think me personally, uh, I, I don't result to, I guess, like being, uh, more aggressive in the example you were giving, but I, I just find myself, uh, more antsy is like, I need to do something physical. Like I need to like sweat or something. Um, but I, I also am learning me personally that it's okay to not maintain that all the time for like myself and you know, forever forward in time. Uh, so trying to give myself breaks and, you know, relax and enjoy life besides, you know, making videos for the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Self care comes in all shapes and forms. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you train? If you don't mind me asking when you're in New York, do you have a spot? Do you, is it in your home? Oh, I wish. Uh, some videos <laughs> have been, have been from like um gyms i've been in mm. um but recently with the finishers it's a designated space for stunt work that um i'm able to be in there by myself okay. which is i guess most productive for me mm-hmm. um especially for destiny content um right right um so yeah it's it's just a big 25 foot ceiling empty space with um two inch foam mat floors and endless amount of pads i can work with and just a in my eyes a blank canvas that i can use yeah absolutely very cool uh, so, and uh can we commission no i'm kidding because <laughs> i want to do a th- uh i'll commission a thunder crash if you can no, I've I've got to ask. A wire. Look, he's thinking about it. He's like, I thought about this. <laughs> See, okay, I definitely plan on doing everything. Oh my god! Like, I'm not taking oh. anything off the board. So, Thunder Crash has been very much, you know, a petition since day one, uh, among I'm, others. And I'm, I will. Say, I have an idea. Go for it. An idea for it. No, I will drive the two and a half hours down to hold the rope on the other end. That way you can. Oh no, no, no rope needed. Oh, you can just watch. You could just bring a bucket of popcorn and. I will just bring have, a bucket of popcorn. Maybe just have like the phone ready for nine one one or. <laughs> I'll help him. I, I'm. I don't think I'm too far. I'll come by. So, uh, uh, Doctor Goku's. Yeah. Right? here is he he asks uh what are the positive mental health impacts uh martial arts and exercise have had on your life Ooh, this is a good one mm-hmm. uh, this is a good one especially because when i was going for uh, some of my black belt ranks i had to write essays before i could even test and it was on topics that <laughs> alan knows mm-hmm. um and it, it was on like you know how jujitsu changed my life um but i'm a different person today than i was back then uh like like matt was saying um it's definitely being like self-aware and mindfulness and it's i honestly recommend martial arts to like 
anyone because it it just creates such a a positive effect on your life like even the way and i guess uh, i'll speak from the bias of learning japanese jiu-jitsu which is primarily self and it that very much formed me where i'm aware of the words i say to other people i'm aware of the how i carry myself even just in day-to-day life i'm aware of you know bring it to new york city where i stand on a new york you know, subway platform, like I'm not on the edge looking over like if the train's coming because someone could be not in the best mood, bump into me and then I'm on the tracks. Like I'm back against the wall and I could see where everyone is and I'm mm. just hanging out. And um, yeah, I, it's every facet as far as me, Japanese jujitsu has affected my life. You know, just the way I think, the way I move, the way I, you know, walk through life the way I approach, you know, anything really. That's awesome. And I think the one thing I'll add here, it, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, jujitsu. It, it can just be taking a run every morning, going down, um, going around your neighborhood, just kind of walking or jogging, you know? And I think, what you're what you're expressing there is just that aspect of almost like clarity. It gives you a very easier understanding of the world around you, and it mentally and physically prepares you. And I think that's what exercise really has to offer. You know, exactly. It doesn't even have to be a high impact. It could be yeah. yoga. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of yoga too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that really puts a perspective like in your own body like oh like i could touch my feet like i can you know balance on like my tippy toes whatever the sequence is but yeah it's one of the things that my wife and i we have two small children and we had a discussion early on like what do we do for that sense of discipline like is it religion is it sports is it and and both of us have kind of agreed that when our girls are old enough get them into martial arts because it's not Yes, it's it's very well grounded. It's got very good applicable aspects in life, and it's not something that's going to be up for debate. Yeah, right. No, for sure, for sure. And uh, yeah, it, it, martial arts, especially. Sorry, I'm such an advocate for martial arts. I know, oh, yeah. Matt. You brought in jogging and even walking. Um, there's there's something special about martial arts because it's just using your body in a way that you hope not to use mm. and I'm sure Alan can um, give credit. Like, you know, when you, when you get hit, it definitely puts perspective into things too. Like if you spar or, and not saying I, I'm not recommending anyone go out, like put on <laughs> headgear and get punched, but it, I don't know. There's something, there's something about it. Like I'm sure someone can take this, but you know, there's, there's something humbling about like, you know, getting hit by someone else in a safe environment, just knowing a little bit what that is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Getting, getting in a fight in, in a controlled area where somebody, you know, so if it gets too bad, someone's going to step in and say, all right, all right, back to your corners or mm. break it up. Yeah, it does. It, you understand that if you were to get in a fight, you know that you could at least hold your own. The guy yes. might take you down because you never know 
But yeah. you, there's always that thing that, okay, I could at least, you know, if it were me and my significant other or me and my kids, I could keep this person off long enough for them to go get help, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. And yes, yeah. kids and – because I went into Taekwondo when I was in second grade. So kids yes. and martial arts, especially if they're a kid like me that was, you know – spacey and bounced off the walls a lot it was great because it helped direct all my energy towards that and mm-hmm. and we did meditate my my dojo did meditation every before every class Same. so we we had the mindfulness down and all that mm-hmm. stuff too so it was great i loved it i would recommend it to anyone who's having trouble disciplining their kids like not 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 disciplining um Hmm. Difficulty oh, yeah. providing structure. Yes, right. providing structure because yeah. you know you you, you can do so much and the kids still will just <laughs> kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they go to school. And they, I mean, and I'm sure Nate, you understand. Like, you know, your your kids are in school for eight hours a day. That's you know x amount of time that you're going to be away from them and they're not under your influence and guidance so yeah i think martial arts can like guide them in a space that's not under like home roof and you know parenting roof like they they kind of are aware and mindful of themselves now i mean my my background i was in foster care for many, many years. And I, I kind of wish someone had put me into some sort of martial arts program a lot sooner in my life because when I finally got into it, it was such a big eye opener to controlling a lot of the anger issues I had and kind of directing them in a good, healthy way. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Something yes. like something like that. It just helps. It, it, Taekwondo, especially, um, helps on a, a on a physical, mental, and even on a spiritual aspect. You know, it helps provide structure in all three of those areas, and it just increases your own personal self awareness about you and the space around you. I just i I can't be in the air that long. That's there's there's. <laughs> <laughs> the air that long does not sit well with me. If yeah. man was meant to fly, we'd have wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we went there. And, <laughs> that, and that's the opener. <laughs> yeah. There uh, it is. On that note, how about we, we jump into some gaming news? <laughs> man, you're going to be yes. behind the eight ball when this next season comes out, man. <laughs> you, they're heading a whole new subclass. You're, you're just gonna be like, think about it. it. No, think about it. They're adding a new subclass to three classes, and we all yeah. know there's going to be three trees to the subclass. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, before we before we moved on, I have to ask you from my own personal bank Please. of questions: What was the hardest one you've done so far? Mm. Blade Carnival. Blade Carnival. Yeah. yeah. What about? I just because I I um, taught myself that move. I just had to just practice it and get it to a point where I was like happy to put it out and show it to several other people that I've never met before. 
<laughs> you know, it, uh, I think a great resource for tackling some of these, especially the more difficult ones, like the Blade Carnival one, would reach out to the the individuals that are doing the the mocap at Bungie and been like, "Hey, Ben, we we want." him and how are how are you able to you know how did you how did you pull this off like this oh well you know you lead with your left foot and you go in a really hardcore spin on your See, right pivot, pivot so Nate a little louder for the people in back I heard what you said now. yeah I but, heard him too <laughs> See so the we, some of it I we, found out is a yeah. sorry I cut you off again um go um, some of it's hand animated. I've, I've been lucky enough to connect with some oh. of the animators at Bungie and a lot of it is hand animated, especially some of the stuff that um, came out of just vanilla destiny Two, mm. um, which is impressive because it does have that weight to it. Um, like it is, you know, grounded like a person's behind it, so to speak. Right. Dude, I'm telling you, anything you could pull off pretty much any Titan, any Warlock move, straight out. But the Hunters just dropping with the vanilla Destiny 2 with the Spectral Blade and the Staff and everything, just the acrobatics. They're jumping beams that spin all over the place. Mm -hmm. Being able and just hearing that those are hand-animated and a person never did the capture for that. And knowing the fact that you did those moves is impressive in its own. Like that's, that's an impressive feat right there. Agreed. And I, I, I'm only speaking from the conversations I had with some of the animators that most of it was hand uh, animated. I'm not sure what was motion capture and what wasn't. Um, And I'm also sure that they definitely had reference for, uh, most, if not all, the moves, because someone has yeah. to come up with the idea. They're like, "Okay, we want you know the hunter to do this in this subclass." And it's like, "Okay, what does that look like?" It's like, "Oh, let's you know look at some videos or like you know play around and like see what's out there." And that's that's what I'm guessing is like kind of like the pipeline of how things come from like you know idea to game. Gotcha. But thank you for those kind words. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, so much so that I'm going to bring my bow staff down and have you sign it, which is, you know, a four-foot capped, you know, PVC pipe, you know, one inch. No, but still. <laughs> I know. I'm going to take I'll it. Still just... it. <laughs> I'll still sign it. I'll still sign it. Do a little yeah. flip with it, and then I'll take I... a picture of it, and then I'll hang it right here with a picture of you doing the flip going. Hey, you got you it. GCX 20-1. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really hope that we're able to do something for that. But if not, I mean, do you ever go to Comic-Con or anything? Uh, I would go to New York a bunch. Uh, it sounds like New York is not uh, being held this year. Uh, no. I, did, mm-hmm. yeah. I did go to E3 the past three years. Um, Any of the PAXs? No, I, uh, as I like learned about like more conventions, I understood that PAX was like a really awesome. amazing yeah amazing like different than e3 like very much for the people attending and not the companies it Um, is a hundred percent for the attendee we don't mm -hmm. like when we we applied for a few panels 
-hmm. and they tell you right in the application, you're not selling us, you're selling the attendee. Yeah. And they take themselves right out of the equation, which is just unheard of. Usually yeah. you got to go through three or four channels before you even, you know, get to apply and you have to do, you know, nope. PAX is all for the people. They're really well. And, uh, we take sponsorships and uh, <laughs> free donuts and coffee. Uh, no, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into hey, some King's Coast stuff. coffee, man. I have one more question. Folgers? No. One more question. I know I'm derailing you, Joe. You can get mad at me later. I already got my animal animal crossing reference. In What's here. later? No, I'm kidding. Right. I need you to shout out your tackling dummy. Like that guy that's working with you, <laughs> right? You're punching buddy. That guy is doing the Lord's work here. Who is that? It's me. I knew it. <laughs> no, yeah. He records himself. Have you ever looked into the videos like real close? It's him like getting ready for it. And then he animates himself out of it. So you wire, you do the wire work pulling yourself backwards. No, I just jump backwards. I just take it. No. He's a stunt guy. Yeah. That's what he does, man. Oh, I'm He's hitting stunned. the ground, man. It's I'm the same size, same hair, everything. Wait. The one the one I, I caught that I really knew, it was when you were doing it in your yard, and you did a kick to a guy holding thing, and I'm like, dude, that looks just like him. And I'm like, that is him. I'm like, son of a bitch. He does it all. No, it, yeah, it's, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit. That's <laughs> so funny, Nate, dude. I actually love that. Um, but it's a bit. Um, He's blushing. Very, it's yeah. a bit curious because it's. Uh, I purposely changed them to black and white because what we all know with Destiny and recently Destiny 2 is the color of the subclasses. So I, I wanted to make that the focus. Like as soon as you see blue, you know it's arc, you know, red or orange and, you know, purple, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I, in that sense, almost made it less about me. But, uh, yeah, I just, some movie magic, I just make it me kicking my own ass. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm floored. I'm, I'm literally yanked back by a wire and knocked on my ass. Did anyone see, anyone else see Nate's mind just go? <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> He's done. That's it. Game over. So gaming news. How about that rare Mario game that sells for a record-breaking $114,000? I know. I saw that. That's wild. What game? It's a Mario. It was a, it's a Mario cartridge. Oh. Like, like Super, a- Super Mario Brothers. I'm pretty sure. Was it like a rare, like, <clears throat> Japan-only cartridge? No. Or? I nope. didn't look at what the details. What it was, a... Guy ended up finding this. It was still in the original bag it was bought in. His mother bought it for him when he was a kid, when it first came out, still wrapped in plastic, and the receipt was still in the bag. And she never gave it to him. And it was found like 30-plus years later. Wow. And he took that and went into a shop with it. It was still wrapped in plastic, everything. Like, it was mint, $114,000. That's wild. It's amazing. It's 
it, it's just proof that like this industry is just getting started. Like as far as like uh, collectibles and you know resale value, like you know mm-hmm. if, if someone out there has something good, like definitely hold on to it because it's only going to increase in value. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Well, it's like the it's kind of like Bitcoin in a way too because it's only valuable to the person that wants it. Very true. Yeah. Right. You got to find yeah, the right, right person. But if you can find that right person, then they're like, Oh my God, I have to have it. Uh huh. Very. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. I keep, I keep looking over at some of the toys from when I was a kid that my parents still have that I'm like, you guys still got those, right? Toys. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen my walls, man? I like the, like the original print, Power Rangers toys that are defective out of the box that I have. Uh, no, dude. How about the uh, original like Thundercats and Voltron? Oh. Oh, Here we go. We I got the- them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got the original He-Mans, all that jazz, dude. It's wow. one of those things where, dude, a lot of these old times toys and stuff that we grew up with. Dude, how many of these toys are you guys seeing? This is a side tangent again. Um, how many of these toys that we grew up with, like, example, you know, i.e. the Ghostbuster toys, not from the movie, but from the cartoon show where yeah. Spangler had the big yellow hair. Oh, yeah. Remember growing up with those toys? I was going through, I don't think it was Walmart, but it was another store and there were Ghostbuster toys and it was those retro toys for sale again. And I'm like, son of a gun, those toys are coming back. So all these retro toys that we played with, they're starting to re-release them and everything. And, you know, that's, that's kind of cool. You know, you know what? I, I'm really glad. I'm really proud of you guys for getting me off these tangents and like low side rambles. Cause <laughs> I do real majority, m- majority of my edits are on myself. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. What's this about far cry getting leaked by mistake? Oh, is, yes. is any leak ever a mistake? Well, when it comes out, when the leak originates on a console, I think that is a mistake. When it like comes to marketing, Ubisoft, I'm going to start though. getting a tinfoil hat oh, to put yeah. on for some of these. I mean, I'm gonna make also, when hat. it comes to Far Cry, Far Cry is notorious, and same for Assassin's Creed. Far Cry is notoriously leaked before it's announced mm. every time, like since Oops. three. <laughs> yeah. We have a leak. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, yeah but- we dropped this here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, piece of candy! Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's yeah. very yeah, but rarely the thing. Uh, oh God! Uh, the great thing about this one, the way it leaked, was the villain of this one is the villain from the Breaking Bad series. Um, yes, John Carlo, John Carlo Esposito. Yes. Thank you so much for saying that because I was about to butcher that. Um, no, he's, <laughs> he's a great actor. And I'll tell you yeah, what, I amazing. watched the trailer. Amazing. Dude, that trailer has got a lot of emotion in it. And I'm excited for the story. Like more excited than like, can we just pretend that like Far Cry Primal never happened? Like that was never a thing. <laughs> I never played it. So it never happened. You're, Okay. I played it Perfect. for like 30 minutes at a friend's house. And, and you beat it. <laughs> Came over, rolled credits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was, uh, I don't have many striking memories of it. It was a very for- forgettable game, but it was super short too. Like, Yo, can we 
it's funny because now we're talking about this leak because now it's officially announced. But before before any of this, there was there was always like another AAA Ubisoft game that was going to be announced. Like, when are we getting Splinter Cell? Never. Everyone just sunk down a lot. I think it'll we'll get a Splinter Cell when we get another Left 4 Dead. Oh no! I think it's just one of those things where it's kind of get Half Life Three. Well, I think it's just one of those things where it's kind of just lost in limbo (laughs) for like rights and stuff like that. Like it's just we're we're never gonna get it. I don't think. Now that I say that, I'm gonna jinx it, and that stuff's gonna be released next week. You're gonna see the first trailer (laughs) for Splinter Cell. Splinter. They like added. Sam Fisher into uh, Ghost Recon, and yeah, yeah, they have they have like Sam Fisher's character in that mobile game they're putting out. I think I think they're just unsure of a Splinter Cell game like in 2020 or like in this time. Like they can't just make one and be like, yeah, it's going to sell like you know X Y Z numbers because it's been gone for so long. Yeah, because at this point, Sam Fisher would be like. 60 something years old. Right? Hey, Michael Michael Ironside can still do the voice. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, but I don't it know should, if Sam be his Fisher daughter. could actually do what Sam Fisher used to do. They should flip it and it should be his daughter and he's the exactly. you know, the guy behind the desk. Yes. Yes. But we're more likely to get that than we are Half-Life 3. <laughs> you know Batman <laughs> Beyond it where he's te- where he's training somebody younger. At that point it's it might as well be Perfect Dark. Ooh. That was a good game. That was a good game. There's a nice crossover there. Now I want to play Perfect Dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get moving before we get stuck in playing more video games than we can ever handle. So mm-hmm. invest $250 million for a minor- minority stake in Epic Games. What's that all about? I was I was actually just no I'm gonna have to pull up the article again because I closed apps. <laughs> I, heard of I s- on this one. Yo, I saw that and I just it's weird. It's it's weird. It's not as weird for Sony to do it, but it's weird for Epic to allow it. So Epic is like a one trick pony right now. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that, but as far as gaming, like Fortnite, like rules the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Essentially. Yeah. And they, they, you know, they have the Unreal Engine, don't they? Yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. they have yeah. Unreal, Unreal Engine and so it's they, one of the best engines. Yeah, especially after the the fifth one was unveiled with uh, um, Jeff Keighley. And uh, it's just weird for Epic to allow like a stake like that. But it makes mm-hmm. sense for Sony because Sony doesn't have a... I, <laughs> I guess it makes more sense now that I sound it out because it, they did say like the Unreal 5 engine was running on uh, PlayStation and um, yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of well, theories I've heard about this and uh, some of it has to do with the Unreal 5 engine. Um, some of it has to do with PC distribution and another mm-hmm. story that came out recently was uh, Xbox with their... Um, xcloud being included as part of the game pass ultimate yep. oh yeah right so 
this is one of those ways that if, if Sony is in bed with Epic, they have a distribution platform to maybe possibly do some sort of cross-play, cross-distribution. Um, God, if cross-play doesn't come out with this new set of consoles, I... Man. We need Next it. year. Next year for Destiny. Right. I mean, they need it. You know, Microsoft has got their fingers in everything, so it may, would make sense that Sony would get kind of aligned with the other rogue player in Epic. Yep. You know, they're 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 way behind Steam in terms of uh, membership. So it'd be, I'd be more taken back if the stake was in Steam. Oh, God. No, I mean, yeah, that would have been eye-opening if PlayStation said we're, we're having a partnership with Steam. Right? Yeah. I don't think It'd Steam be... would ever allow that. Yeah, right. I think no. that's the right. difference. They are, they are die-hard. Right. PC, and that... don't, nobody else come near us. Yeah, yeah. so next. Epic. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense to me in, a, in, in, in that kind of realm of possibility. Yeah, for sure. And 250 million. That's yeah, a decent minority stake. According I mean, to the for... article I read, it said it's about a 1.4, 1.5%. That's about that's about it. So it's like it's not huge, but it sounds kind of like they're getting the foot in the door there. Sony going hi. Yeah. We're still here, guys. And I mean, Sony's Sony's a huge company. Like besides just PlayStation, it, you oh, know, God, they make yeah. they make TVs. They have a, their own production studio. Like, think about it. Anytime you fire up a Blu-ray, Sony's making money off that. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Oh, there's a lot of third-party uh, like compo- like <laughs> TVs and other components and stuff that are Sony components on the inside. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, They're like. Oh, I'm trying to think of one of those companies. Vizio, isn't it? One of them? Yes. Westinghouse, Vizio. Um, there's a couple yeah. uh, different like uh, audio equipment. I, I, uh, yeah. I don't think it's Polk, but I think it's like Pioneer or something like that. It's got Sony components on yep. the inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're huge. Yeah, it'll be interesting what, like, how that pans out. Um, but I'm, I'm blown away that two, $250 million is only like a one point percentage <laughs> one point something percent of epic like that's ridiculous right uh, i never thought that they were like a trillion dollar company they reported four billion dollars in revenue last year so yeah this this is gonna be more than one percent though consoles is going to be really really interesting yes i got a pc mm-hmm. man i'm not worried about the next console I mean, but I still want crossplay because I hate that I hate that we get like even in our own group we have people that are like I'm only on PS4. Oh. It's like God, I want to play and I can't. Like, that yeah. that's how I feel. But we wait for the new console releases, and that's going to be what in November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm which, sure everything will get announced then. Which yeah. brings us into the last point. Uh, yeah, thank you for stepping on my segue. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Death Two Beyond Light got delayed. 
Don't it's use that word. Delayed. Good. It's not a terrible thing. But when did it get delayed to? I, I feel like a lot of YouTubers are using it in the worst. In, mm-hmm. It got delayed, way. so now we'll have time to explain. Right. We oh. don't. I like that. Well, we have. It to- won't be like Destiny One, where they kiboshed half the story. But yeah, the initial the initial news report is you know hey we need more time to develop this uh, to develop and refine everything going on in the game. But there is a lot of speculation that the November tenth date is coinciding a lot with the new console releases, and that maybe some crossplay might be in the works for. The- I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. Uh, I'm with Joe on that. They, I think they've already publicly said like they're gonna have cross-gen play, but not cross-platform. <laughs> breathe, Nate. Breathe. I think some of it is honestly because a lot of the studios working at home right now, yeah. and I think you know they're not stuck in the office, so there's less pressure for crunch. And I know that Bungie has you know. Historically, it's been like, we don't want to do crunch. We don't want to try to force that on our people. But now they're home, and their families are like... No, I wouldn't go as much as far as that. You don't think? No, I think it's more along the lines of they are working from home. And even though like the rendering teams and the art teams are done, they don't... Home computers don't really have the building rigs and stuff that they need to polish these games from a remote place like it's possible but it takes longer to do it and they're not in the same building where i yeah. could just walk over to nate in a different department and go brother i need this you know da, 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 so well, i can get my job done so I, I was lucky enough to have a studio tour and their setup is like that where it's a it's an open floor concept and yeah yeah a, a, a person's workstation can be moved, you know, from across the room or from a different part of the building. So I think they do have the capability of taking their stuff home. Well, yeah, they definitely do have the capability, but it's going to take more time. Yeah. It's going to take longer to achieve the same goal because Nate's not across from me. Nate is 20 miles away at his house yes, no, where right. he could be doing this and not answer his phone, answer his email, be on a Zoom call, you know, whatever have you for communication. <laughs> Just drop but it here. Also, I could have finished my stuff. I'm taking two months off for the next expansion. My job's done. But the 80 other people have to like polish it after and then like run the bugs and all this and test it are running into all this stuff where they could fix it in-house quicker going through COVID and everything. Social distancing now is becoming the norm. They, it takes longer. It takes longer, you know, to yeah. do a telephone tag. So, And I was kind of being, you know, very tongue and tongue and cheek trolley about that. I, I, I totally get where they're coming from. And my, my big issue is a lot of the things that are being pushed back, uh, the solstice not no what's the uh, halloween event festival of the lost yeah festival of the lost is now being brought forward into the Christmas season because of that that yeah. if 
based any of the uh, Festival of the Lost on the new content, that's going to be kind of a logistical nightmare. I don't think it will. It's also interesting because did we quickly forget that Shadowkeep was delayed? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Not at all. Right. Yeah. So it's like that. And we, we, you know, we called those the big fall expansions and they, they said a similar thing. Like, Hey, we, we just need, like they even said like the bread needs more time in the oven. Um, and it's always worth it. Like every time. Yeah. But it, it, if you look back, just to go back to the seasonal content with like the season of the Lo- or, you know, festival of the lost, Usually they have very little to do with whatever current season's going on because it's its own event. It's a free event, so you don't need the expansion to partake in that event. So having it be in this season versus next season with the new expansion shouldn't affect it at all. I mean, it's going to be virtually the same free content everybody's going to get. And if there is a little bit of snippet of the darkness or whatever, we're still getting that in this season. So really the trickle feed is still going to continue with or without it, depending on what season it's in. Yeah. Again, my only issue is if there was any narrative leads into the new story or light level increases into the new story. I'm impressed with this season still with the weekly mission continuing the story. I mean, this has already been a better experience as far as seasons for stories and everything. Sure. Then several of the past ones just in the last year. Uh, they did a good job. I agree. That yep, dungeon sure. is the shizit right there. <laughs> if you haven't done it, it's like... we gotta. Fin- I still have to finish it. I know the reset happened already, but I want to do it again. There was a glitch. There was a glitch. I think it was... I think it was me and Irez or somebody went in. We went into a, like a week prior. Our checkpoint was still available this week from last week. Oh. So I don't know if it's a glitch or if there's anything that, if they fix it or anything, but dude, I'll, we'll run through that dungeon this weekend if you want. Looks I got no family with me this weekend. So I'm. Uh, if you want a game in the afternoon, I'm in. Let's go. I think uh, Tenzin. I was just going to say Tenzin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go. Anonymous cheetahs flying around our show notes. <laughs> is, that, is that me? That might be me. I don't know. Anonymous cheetah flying around. I love it. And here comes the jackal stalking it through the different segments. This is like Discovery Channel in our our Google notes right here. No, I'm sorry. That is a tight. I'll edit that. No. Uh, you know what? At this point, I think we we covered everything. We. We're at the bottom of the show, and I've had a lot of fun on this one. And you know what? I know we could sit here and talk about what was that? Mark, and we talked about Animal Crossing, tongue in cheek. <laughs> Even tense in the chat. There's the Animal Crossing. She got the reference. Damn it! Three. <laughs> we hit the we hit the hat trick. I'm just gonna put edit question mark. I'm about to pull it up on my switch right now. Let's all just play Animal Crossing. I don't have it. I don't have it. But it's okay. You know what? You can stream it. How about that? You can. I'll experiment. I'll experience it with you. I gotta buy an Elgato now. Like, oh. all right, I'll do it. <laughs> this, wow, sake, that was hard. For the sake okay, of the joke, fine, I'll, I'll do, do it. it. <laughs>
Did you see us twist his arm? Yeah, his arm went like, uh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. There is a different. I don't know if anybody else uh, played this. I know Matt brought it to my attention a couple weeks ago, and I've been playing it, and I've been having like uh, my daughter like kind of partake with it. Uh, Planey, have you played it at all, Matt? The one with the forest oh, growing and everything with the not, box? Not yet. The I meditations and everything, you go right off the bat. Uh, it introduces, and it's kind of like a conversation where you kind of pick the conversation piece to carry on with your you know, spirit animal guide, which is a fox. Uh, it's so cool. The, you know, the breathing techniques right on screen. It wor- walks you right through it. Such a great self-care game. Mm-hmm. And so relaxing and calming. I, I just want to uh, shout it out and uh, bring some attention to it to anybody that's listening to check it out. And it's P-L-A-Y-N-E. It's available on Steam. Very cheap. And it's a self-care and meditation game that as you play it, your area grows. So you start with like an open field with like a campfire and some things. And then after a week, you have saplings and trees and then after a month three weeks doing it you have a a forest that have other like fireflies and stuff like it's so cool to see it develop around you like it's and it's and it's pretty it is a pretty game very pretty game (laughs) it's not you know we're not shooting space aliens here but this is one of those like just kind of like recenter yourself and calm yourself after like a night of running through a very stressful dungeon or something like that, where you're mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want to get off game yet, but I'm going to play this for a little bit and kind of check it out, but definitely check it out. It's a, it's a cool little game. A lot of great stuff happening, but James, thank you so much for coming on. It was such a great conversation to have with you. Thank you so much for everything you do and keep doing it, man. You're inspiring a lot of people to right. not only, you know, uh, enjoy your content, but also like become active as well. Yeah. You know, we, we share in this, uh, this video game community and we all share uh, passion about this franchise, but you're inspiring others to become active, which is really, really important, especially now with uh, all the social distancing and COVID and everything. You know, the more active we are, the more healthier we are and everything. And I myself could be more active. So please keep inspiring, keep doing what you're doing, man. And, uh, why don't you give a shout out where everybody can find, you know, uh, keep up with news with you and uh, where to find your videos and stuff. Thank you so much for all the kind words. Uh, that means so much. And um, we'll for sure keep, keep on going. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, IRL underscore guardian on Instagram, IRL guardian on YouTube, IRL guardian. And, uh, I do have a Patreon, IRL guardian, um, that I don't put out there that much. Uh, but if you want to learn some tutorials, uh, that's what's up there. And that's it. Very nice. Nice. You got, you got everything IRL guardian now, right? Yes. And discord. (laughs) Ice. Except, except my gamer tag is, and forever will be my yeah. original. Yeah. As stay true, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. You guys caught it. You didn't, nobody else saw the little the sign I gave. Yeah. <laughs> Strong. Right. Yeah. That was, that was, yeah. I, I heard it. No, James. I, it. I felt it. <laughs> 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 
of mine to been following you for a long time obviously because i knew you as new me got like everything i can do to promote you and get you in like in the light <laughs> that need to get you like i want you to mocap i i want you to mocap <laughs> get this done for f sakes right I appreciate that so much nate cross fingers and toes thank you so much yeah, yeah. and Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, yes. We are Guardians MH. Uh, you can follow us at Guardians MH Twitter. Uh, on top of that is pinned to our Twitter account is a link to our Discord server, which is open to everyone and is a safe and inclusive space uh, that is, has a strong peer support network, puts you in contact to ask questions to uh, mental health professionals, to be guided to proper resources, and is filled with other resources uh, that everybody can utilize for free and uh, also check out our website guardiansmh.org and feel free to email us at support at guardiansmh.org and check us out on itunes and uh, wherever you get your podcasts leave us a review like us share us follow us really helps the podcast grow and it's me it's you it's all of us and this is the end of the show have a great night everybody (laughs) good night everybody (laughs) 